Howdy, howdy, folks. Welcome back to The Daily Show. I'm your host, John Stewart. The Daily Show? This yeah. is Hoot and Half with... Oh, and, sorry, sorry, sorry. I Matt forgot. King. I'm a different Jew from New Jersey. I forgot. And Mike Sheffer. Yeah, you're right. This is Hoot and a Half. Why don't you take it away, Matt? All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm Matt King. This is Mike Sheffer. Um, and Mike and I, right before we clicked record, we were having a debate about like wearing a hat. Oh, yeah. My uh, Western Hydro Hydrodynamic Research hat that my brother got me, which is a cool brand. I know your dad loves it. Uh -huh. But when you're wearing a front hat like this do you want to have a little bit of the hair exposed or do you want to kind of do a full hair back and then just have forehead exposed so i always used to be a pro having a little bit of hair out there because okay. i just it was never i think it also depends on the type of hat if like what these are what we're wearing are kind of like trucker hats i mean we don't have like a mesh back but the structure of it is like that and that's where i think you pull it back if you're wearing like a like a, a dad cat. Like a baseball hat. Like a one of, I call them like 47 hats. Because yes, usually yes. they have like the 47 logo. Like a baseball. I think there's a baseball hat. That hats. one doesn't really make your forehead look good when you tuck back the oh, hair. Oh, right. Because there's a little bit more shape and like headroom here. Also, your hair can kind of fit in e there. Exactly. Yeah. See, now that looks good. But uh, sometimes I've been tucking it back when I feel like the bangs in my hair are too long. But then you have hat hair all day, no? In a way, sure, sure. But, I mean, when you have you hat get, hair, what do you do? I when, just, I call it a day. And now I'm hat, wearing a hat till I take a shower next. Okay, okay. So, yeah, sometimes I'll, like, if I've already, if I'm already clean, but I've hat hair, then I'll just go rinse my hair, like, in the sink and, like, revive it. Or, and that works for you? Yeah. I, or okay. dry shampoo. Is that a thing? You've never heard of dry shampoo? I know. If girls do it all the time, but does it really work? Yes. It's a game changer. How so? It's, um, how is it a game changer? One that you don't have to put your head under sink. You don't have to wet your hair. It's a way of like reviving your hair. If you feel like it oh. looks a little too greasy, a little too pressed down. I've been using, uh, Jeff's barbershop salt spray. Oh yeah. That, the sea salt spray. Yes. That actually is. And it smells really good too. I got some um, from blind barber. That is actually oh, yes. really good too. I, it's great right after a shower, comb your hair. This isn't an ad. We're just <laughs> We're endorsing. Just talking. We're, We're just, just talking. endorsing products here. <laughs> And you spray that in, keep it kind of wet, and then your hair dries. You don't answer a few emails. It's good to go. <laughs> oh, you're out there answering emails while your hair's drying? <laughs> no, not really. I'm just watching you answer emails and um, admiring how well you answer an email. Oh, thanks, Matt. What about backwards? Do we like back? Oh, this, the bungee's kind of cool with the backwards hat. I'll not, I will go backwards after I've had a few drinks. I'm rarely like doing a sober backwards hat. Let's see if I can do it. Can you do a backwards hat in the middle of the day? Oh, yeah. See, no. this who is, is this? Yeah, this is not. Who is this? This is if not you the podcast they clicked on. Two guys and both of them are wearing their hats backwards as a podcast. No, you're at the wrong I'm, show. I'm swiping the other way. <laughs> um, well, we are recording this the day after the Super Bowl. We are. Uh, so John Stewart is coming back to The Daily Show tonight, which what? I'm very. Yeah. You didn't know this? That's why I just said that. No. Yeah. He's coming back as a host for every Monday, like indefinitely now. Tonight's the first night. Was this planned all along? Was they this announced like a, it like a week or two ago. Oh. It's like a pretty new thing. But yeah. is Trevor Noah still like... No, he retired. He's done. He's off The Daily Show. So then who's hosting... Is it a woman now? They've had uh, rotating hosts like nonstop since Trevor Noah left. They've had Hassan Minhaj. They've had uh, Sarah Silverman. Hassan Minhaj? I thought it's Hassan Minhaj. That's what it used to be, but he's reclaimed the proper pronunciation. It's Hassan Minhaj. Okay. Yeah. We almost had him on the pod. I know. A long time ago. We I think we still could. Hey, come on. Has Hassan. Hassan. Okay. Uh, he, he's done a week of it. Uh, I think Roy Wood Jr. Like basically all the different correspondents have done like a week at a time and they've just kind of been dragging their feet. And now they've said, John Stewart has come back. Tonight's the first night. It must've it must have not been that good because I never see any clips from The Daily Show. I, I see more last week with John Oliver than yes, I do The Daily yes. Show. And I it just, really is crazy how much like being on social media clips means you're relevant or not. Wow. Like, I don't know. Do you see Jimmy Fallon clips on TikTok? <sighs> yeah, I think I've, I've blocked all of them. <laughs> or I've just said not interested on them. And it, it, but I, I don't mind. No disrespect to Jimmy Fallon. We're He's just, just not, not the audience for it. No, not at all. But that's going to be cool. Is John Stewart still ro rocking the beard? Uh, I think a little bit of scruff. Okay. A little bit of New Jersey scruff. I, I'm interested to see how he kind of like portrays his personality. Cause like. I think he's going to be the same. Okay. Like Stephen Colbert, though, that's like a character. That, when he was well, doing Colbert Report, that was Colbert a Report. Yes. yes. Now he's doing the CBS show and he's just himself, which is like, 
it's fine. Uh, do they really? They do it in front of a live studio audience, right? Yeah, you've never been to a late night talk show. Um, I I went to like Good Morning America, and I've seen Jimmy Kimmel do a live show in Austin during South by Southwest. Oh, I've been to all those shows in New York. I've been to Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers. I haven't been to Seth Meyers. David Letterman when he was on I've been, air. I've been to Letterman. Wow, who I was saw the guest? The Mars Volta. Mars Volta. That's why was, I went. Yeah. How er, they shoot those the late night shows? Don't they shoot them early in the day? Like and four p.m. Yeah. Four p.m. If it's like usually if you're in New York, you're in Times Square. It's almost always just tourists walking around, and someone be like, "Hey, do you want to come to the to the show tonight?" And okay. You'll get so a lot of those audiences are also like a lot of tourists, but you can also go online, and if there's someone you want to see, you can put in to get tickets for it. It's free. And it's like a very cool experience to go see. So I've seen Letterman. I saw Jon Stewart twice. I saw him live on election night when Obama won the re-election. At the Daily Show. At the Daily Show. Is, the, it, is that studio audience as big as a late night show? I feel like There's, you never even see the audience on the Daily Show. Even at Letterman, it's pretty small. It's like SNL a is very small, too. It's just a balcony, a few people on the floor. It's not like a rake stage. It's not like Oprah. Yeah, a lot of these things. are. I think it's like 100 people, maybe less. It's really, really intimate. Wow. It's really fun to go. If you're ever in New York or L.A. I Did guess. you ever go to SNL? No, that's a that's a tough one. I got I got to go to SNL one time. It was the Christmas special. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler were hosting. Funny Tina. <laughs> yeah, New York. One of the most common New York Times crossword clues. And Bruce Springsteen was performing, and that was pretty cool. And I got to watch it from Jay, uh, not Jay Leno, one of uh, Lauren, Lauren Michaels. Michaels' office. Oh, that's pretty cool. I saw like an interesting TikTok last night. You know, Super Bowl. All these celebrities are doing ads why yes. and these and some of these celebrities are worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars some of them billionaires and they're getting like a couple million of dollars to do a super bowl commercial that's nothing for them why do they still do it i believe it's a great question like why is larry david doing yeah a commercial for bitcoin i believe a lot of these people who are that rich it's just so that their team's can have something to do and make the commission off of it. Like they're telling them to do things because they want to get paid. And they're like, no, no, this is a good idea. You should do it. You should do it. You should do it. They'll get paid their million. And then their agents, their lawyers, their business manager, the costume people, the, the wardrobe people, like all, everyone down the line, they get paid off of the commercial happening. Okay. That's, so a I, good... that's my view is like teams like that are going to like, I don't know, like who's an example of someone super famous? George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney, his agent is probably like, George, it's good look. We want to keep you relevant. We want, you know, it's it's good money, et cetera. And I do think it's good money. It's like, I think that even if it's, I don't know, $50,000 and it's a day's work, I don't think that these people, some of them are that detached from reality that they're going to be like, $50,000 for a day's work? No, I'm good. Like, if I were to get tell you $50,000 for a day's work. I'll do it. Yeah. No problem. Why but if I was Beyonce, no way. Sorry. What if it's, I mean, for Beyonce, what if it's $2 million? What is $5 million? Sure. I guess so. I'm, I'm always so interested how much it is to book certain celebrities to, like, appear places. Like, uh, I think it's different every time. Everybody is. has a different, yeah. It is uh, different for different circumstances. But uh, one thing, though, that, like, uh, I saw this TikTok of a guy kind of breaking it down, and he was, like, really posing the question. And he said, the only thing I could find is uh, George Clooney said the reason why he does so many advertisements and commercials is because it gives him the freedom to do other projects movies that, that are maybe financially risky he doesn't because sometimes there's like a really good artistic movie that has no budget but a really great cast and a really great up-and-coming director that you want to work with yes and you, but you're so concerned about well i need to get paid and you have money but who cares because you already got millions and millions from doing that super bowl commercial the financial uh gain that you want to get from a movie is a little less makes a lot of sense, Matt King. But makes a lot of sense. But my, shout out to Michael Sarah though. I think I genuinely think Michael Sarah with Sarah V skincare. Yeah, that was like I think one of the best like Super Bowl ads. It was it was funny. It makes they did me want to pick it up when I'm in the supermarket. I'm like, oh yeah. A bunch of influencers got sent like the not Michael Sarah V bottles. Yeah. I just want a bottle of that. Yeah, just because <laughs> that's like a great memento of the time. Yes, yes, it's, you know? that is very cool. I am on like a. A couple email lists from like brands that are i mean i thought it would be like an influencer thing but they're always asking for like traditional celebrities and the budgets that they have for traditional celebrities are insane for like a two-hour photo shoot in new york city it'll be like four hundred thousand dollars wow but like you have to be it'll be like you know comps 
Selena Gomez, Olivia Rodrigo, like they want the A-list people, but those A-list people are getting paid so much money. It's fucking insane. And I feel like also the Super Bowl commercial thing is a bit of like relevancy for them. Like uh, they, that, they're doing sure. it to be like, hey, remember me? Yes, it's yes. me. Like Matthew Broderick doing a recap of a... Uh, Ferris Bueller's well, Day yeah. Off a long time ago for like a Buick or I don't yeah, know. for a car Volkswagen. company, I think. I don't remember what it was. But yeah, I think a lot of it too is like they want to feel relevant and people are convinced, oh, if you're in a Super Bowl commercial, let's do it. Shout out to Mr. T though. I feel like Mr. T, you, you only it. know him from what, Rocky 3 and maybe uh, the, what is it? Not the Expendables, the wasn't 18. He a, wasn't he a wrestler too in the 80s? Probably. I think he was a professional wrestler too. But like Mr. Like that's his one type of like character. And you don't see Just, him in that many things. But sure enough, I swear once every two years, Mr. T. He's in a commercial for the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. You don't see Hulk Hogan in any like Super Bowl commercials that's that much. That's a great point. And he's what, 71 now? Uh, Yeah. Look that think, up? Yeah. 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 We looked that up last night. 71 years old. He looks great. <laughs> he really does. Has, a, has there ever been like a celebrity uh, endorsement of a product that you were like sold on you're like well i'm gonna like that because they like it oh that's such a good question i don't know is there some is there one that comes to your mind i'm trying to think of one i just didn't know if one has stood out to you i like that uh what's the guy's name from smartless that everybody jason bateman did the hyundai ionic commercials oh right the ionic the ev was it his voice he was in it oh and i was like damn that's kind of cool like that's a good like, I like to see that. Someone who has a really popular podcast, he's culturally relevant, electric vehicle. Hyundai's not the coolest brand traditionally, but like now their EVs are coming out. Very cool. I think that's a cool it's thing. The, but it's also the worst, though, when you already buy a product and you love it and you own it, but then the advertising of that changes the whole public's mind about it. For instance, one of my first cars when I moved out here was the Kia Soul. Oh. I love the Kia Soul. It was spacious, it was fuel efficient. It got you from point A to point B. Yikes, folks. But everyone roasted me all the time because it was known the as the, the hamster mobile. Oh, yeah, yeah. For Which those who don't it? know, in the early 2000s, the Kia Soul commercials were like digitally created human-sized hamsters. Is that what they were? Gerbils? Hamsters? Yeah, it was hamsters. Some kind of rodent. And they were like DJs and like partier guys. And they were driving the Kia Soul and that was the commercial. And so now it became kind of cringe to like drive a Kia Soul. But I think Kia Souls are coming back. Kias, the interior of them are awesome. The EV9, we just saw that commercial for the big... Oh, right. The truck that they had with the girl with the, that was doing the ballerina. Yes. The Kia EV9. That's yeah, going to be. A picked me up in a Kia the other day. I was like, damn. Like, yeah, I, they, this was like, a, a, I don't know. It felt like I was in the future. Like, yeah. I, it, or the quality of it looked like a high-tech Mercedes. I saw a funny meme. Uh, uh, someone posted the photo of George Bush on 9-11 when someone was like whispering in his ear. Do you know that photo? When he's in the, in the elementary classroom. school classroom. Yeah. there's It's like a meme where someone will just put a quote above the photo of George Bush hearing, you know, a second tower has hit the building and someone wrote, sir, a third Timu ad has hit the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> they were doing Timu ads like every commercial what is break. is it, Timu? Is it like Alibaba Express, it seems like? I, I don't know. Because the stuff on that commercial, they were like $10, I'm like, for the table? Yeah. And, like, and it was like, I swear there was a child. For a like someone, <laughs> someone's holding a child and there's a price tag next to it that says $1. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't really understand how it works. And the commercial also was just like, Felt like it was made by you know very low like, budget yeah AI animation make me a Disney Pixar looking uh, yeah. commercial and they just, or it looks like one of those like really cringe weird ads you see like on your TikTok feed of like uh, a, a game that doesn't even really exist yes, and yes. it's someone who's like they're stinking and like they're crying and their wife has left them and you need to get their life together or someone's drowning in a pool. Very strange uh, video games. And out there. like at, if 99 cents for a toaster, Megan was like, yeah, if you want to burn your house down for insurance fraud, just say yeah. it, was the team, it was the Timu toaster. And you probably would get it like in eight months. And by that time, you <laughs> forgot that you ordered the toaster. There was also remember there was that big kind of scam, too. And I feel like there were commercials for it for a long time of it was like an auction site. Not eBay, but okay. you, you had to pay to like bid. Like every time you bid was like a penny. Oh, and it was like you like can gambling. get a PS5 yes. for six bucks, but it was just this. But only if you won the gambling, and if you didn't win, then your then your bid got met. And mess. nobody ever won the stuff. No. that they said it's straight up gambling, which is like why they're not around anymore. But I remember those. They were, it seemed like an exciting opportunity at the time, but. Yeah. I'll be right back after a quicker from today's sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day 
easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. And I gotta say, these Factor meals are delicious. I have tried a lot of these pre-made meals before, and some of them, dude, are not good. When Factor came into my life, I was like, oh my goodness, this is the best-tasting pre-made meal that I've ever had. Yes, and it's quick. With Factor's two-minute meals, you can fuel up faster with their restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. They have snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. It is it is the perfect solution if you're looking for a fast, upscale options done easily, and it's flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. So head to factormeals.com slash hoot50 and use code hoot50 to get 50% off. That's code hoot50 at factormeals.com slash hoot50 to get 50% off. And now back to the episode. Uh, how's your day going? <laughs> Today, today's been a little hectic. It's a Monday and Monday after the Super Bowl. I have to... I got the test pressing for Anna Melcher's new vinyl. So I have to give that a listen and make sure that the test pressing doesn't have any errors. So wait, uh, so you put the vinyl on, yes. get the needle going, and you're just listening to make sure everything sounds good. Yeah, because they basically, at the plant, they like make their version of it, and they do a test pressing, and they give this to you, and they say, make sure this sounds good, there's no skips, whatever, because this is the mold that they're going to use to press all of the vinyls that are going to sell vinyl still blow my mind that that was like a piece that seems like more high tech of an advancement it's insane like that should be happening now versus like the you're telling me that you ingrained a song via plastic in it little grooves no sense to produce a song it doesn't e no. this is another crazy thing if you basically plug in a vinyl player and you don't plug in the speakers you can literally just put your ear to the needle on the record and that is just making the full sound of the audio all when you do is plugging in is amplifying what's happening wow it's like actually analog there's nothing digital about it at all it's no technology it's literally a piece of fucking plastic a needle and any sound you can imagine is on there forever it makes no sense uh, so but when you're listening for it are you listening for just making sure there's no cracks and pops Crack or? also skips are a big thing where like a song will skip at a beat like you know moon in the mo uh, and then it like oh. will skip you want to make sure you don't get any of that um so i need to do that today uh which is a big thing had some phone calls talked about a, a trip for a creator you actually uh, got an opportunity we need to talk about afterwards oh boy yeah it's Ex exciting okay yeah I've been having this like impending. Well, after this, I'm going to Friday beers to do. Oh, that'll be fun. I think it's Will Donnellan's podcast. I think it is right. But so they reached out to me. Go, what's his favorite fast food? And I like said Canes. And then they're like, okay, but now you got to order sixty dollars worth of the food, and then I yes. have to eat it on this podcast. And I was like, Hold. sixty dollars worth of food in sixty minutes. And yes. then I go to Canes website. I'm like trying to figure out Everything's how I'm a dollar. <laughs> yeah, because it's and also Canes has the most limited menu ever. It's the yeah. chicken fingers or the chicken sandwich, and even the full biggest platter they give you is only seventeen bucks. And so and then I was like, okay, am I gonna drink a jug of lemonade too for ten? Like, <laughs> it wasn't working out. And so then I reevaluated and I thought, what is a fast food place that I think I could fully spend the sixty dollars at? And might eat. And what came to me was Five Guys. Yeah. Because Five Guys is ridiculous what they charge you. Have you ever been to a Five Guys? I haven't. Not uh, much for me on the menu there. Well, oh yeah, true. Because you are a vegetarian. But I... You keep kosher. But <laughs> I think I've, I think I've cracked the code. Okay. I've managed to get uh, like double cheeseburgers, all of that. They have mini ones too. They also do hot dogs now. And it's all kind of expensive. Have you eaten lunch yet? Uh, no, I made sure that today I've been going very, very light. I've only had two little ham and cheese sandwiches that Patricia made from oh, yesterday. Oh, from the Super Bowl party last yeah, night. So I think I might be able to do it. Can we, we talk about this uh, 
dark Brandon post that Joe Biden made? Yes. So last night after during the Super Bowl, yes, Biden comes in and posts a just a picture. Was there any caption on it? Yeah, he said just like we drew it up. Hashtag Chiefs or at the Chiefs, and, and he posted he it on Twitter also. And he has laser eyes. Yes. Like he has beams of like red lasers coming out of his eyes and he's grinning yes. super happy. Yes. Do you know the, the reference of what this is? No. Okay. I'll explain it because I think it's, I mean, there's other people probably explaining this, but I think it's funny for people that don't understand it. There's this concept called Dark Brandon. Okay. Because there was, do you know about Let's Go Brandon? Yes. Okay. Let's Go Brandon was like people were saying. F Joe Biden. F Joe Biden at like a baseball game. And it sounded like let's, let's go, go Brandon. Brandon. And an announcer was like, I think they're saying let's go Brandon. Right. And so the right and the Trump people have sort of taken the let's go Brandon chant, which is actually F Joe Biden. And they've made that part of their like whatever political agenda. Let's go Brandon. And so then Biden leans into it and his social media team, let's be honest here. I don't think Joe Biden knows what's happening with his social media, but he has a character that the left has claimed is dark Brandon, like there's Brandon, but then there's Dark Brandon, like a Marvel character. And this is the guy who's actually getting things done. He's like passing the chip sack and the you know, Inflation Reduction These Act. These are the good things that he's yes. doing. Like he, yes. This is the getting down to work. Yes, it's Biden passing like meaningful legislation that's actually worked. The Inflation Reduction Act, the chip sack. Okay. And so Dark Brandon's like this character that I don't think he's ever really acknowledged, but people always say, oh, he's going to, you know, when he passes some good legislation, that's Dark Brandon. And then there was, okay, so that's the setup, which is crazy already. Now, there was also a conspiracy on the right that I think all the way went up to like Donald Trump himself, who did a truth social before the Super Bowl, basically begging Taylor Swift not to endorse Joe Biden. But there was this conspiracy that the entire season of the NFL was rigged so that the Kansas City Chiefs would win the Super Bowl. And Kansas City Chiefs, also Travis Kelsey, player, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, yeah. that they wrote this whole script. And then when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Taylor Swift was going to come on stage and endorse Joe Biden with Travis Kelsey and say, you got to go vote for Joe Biden in 2024. Has anyone ever done that at a Super Bowl? Like I, done a political endorsement? I don't okay. think so. I don't think so. Which I but think this that's is, a very silly conspiracy. Yeah, but this so? was like, this was like real. Like Trump literally truthed about it. Like the day before he was like, I really don't think Taylor Swift should do any political, like whatever. I don't know exactly what he wrote, but I read it the other day. But yeah, so people thought like there was a real conspiracy, like, People in the right wing media were talking about this. Like, is Taylor Swift going to endorse the? Obviously, it didn't fucking happen. There was no script. Like, the NFL, maybe it's rigged, maybe it's not. And then Joe Biden's post was like the meme of Dark Brandon saying, just like we drew it up, Chiefs, hint, hint, wink, wink, as in like, we are, our, our whole conspiracy actually came true because the Chiefs won. Okay. But obviously, Taylor Swift did not endorse him. No. And the whole thing was a moral panic. But I just think it's. Kind of fucking sick that he did that. I think it's sick too. Do you it's, think he's getting a kick out of it? Do you think I don't he knows, think he knows he, what's, going, what's going, on? going on? No, he doesn't know about it. I think that his interns and his team are like, this is fucking hilarious. And didn't Hillary Clinton also make kind of like a funny tweet last night as well, going, just congratulations to Taylor Swift's boyfriend <laughs> for winning <laughs> the Super Bowl? Like, it was like. She's a little bit cringe trying to insert herself in with like, oh, go, whatever she said about Barbie, Hillary Barbie. <laughs> Hillary Clinton was in my dream last night. That's I was in a car with Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, and they were in the back seat, and I was in the front seat. <laughs> and I was trying to, to act, and I was trying to act cool. Were you going to Epstein's Island? <laughs> no, we were like all driving together. Like the people I was with, I don't know. I think it was like Patricia's family. It was very strange, and uh, <laughs> we we like couldn't. I don't know. We made a pit stop, and then we were like at an escape room kind of thing, and we were really stressed out. Interesting. Yeah, it was. It went very, very dark. But I remember being with them. But I was like, try to act cool and not annoy them. Yeah. Um. So there's a big election coming up. Which one? I mean, I guess like our local elections. Oh, that one. Yeah. I keep getting it in the mail. Yeah, the ballots and stuff. I'm just curious for you when you sit down, and we're not getting into politics here, but oh, I'm just trying we to are. teach. <laughs> well, I want to teach like good, healthy sure. research when people are voting. Um. Because when. People do get their like in-home ballots. It's kind of intimidating. You're like, well, I don't know who these people are. Sure. Is it good to sit down and look up each person's like YouTube video of them kind of talking? Because I'm a big like, you you know, it can say their party, who yeah. they're affiliated with, and what their past or their title or what their job is. Sometimes it's a person who's an attorney. They're like a former councilman. They're on the board of this. But I like to just look the fucker in the eye. <laughs> And just see if they look like a crazy person or not. Yeah. That's, that's how I like to do it. Or do yeah. you, There's or a do you go, or, or sometimes I'll just go, who is the LA Times? Who are they endorsing? And then I'll try to 
go off oh, of so that. Oh, so you want to know who the corporate media is endorsing, huh? Oh, it's just, I don't, I, I, is the LA Times a good, no, well, I, I know I'm, sometimes you go for the more like, I'm who is the, the liberal party of Los Angeles and who are they endorsing? Yeah, there's like the DSA, the Democratic Socialists, although they've- Socialists? Done... <laughs> huh? <laughs> it's Well, it's Democratic Socialists. It's different from the socialism of the 80s that everyone's parents are afraid of, but- uh sometimes i'll look at like see yeah there's different organizations you can see who they're endorsing um you also don't necessarily need to vote for like every single person i don't think but yeah that's a good way to do it look up their policy positions everyone should have a website go and see what their policy positions are in california specifically i actually read a pretty interesting article about this because california is so democratic and like most people here vote blue etc there's sort of this like thing that's happening where people are running as democrats but they are republicans by heart and by policy and okay. lifelong republicans rick caruso famously did this where he was basically a republican his whole life no chance a republican is going to win the mayoral election of la so he ran as a democrat and just claimed to be a democrat when he like if you but look he at he got so many celebrities though to endorse which him is too. because yeah and it's like all this like you know whitewashing of like oh i'm actually a democrat now and like you can vote like katie perry is going to endorse okay do you think your standard normal California person has the same policy agenda as billionaire Katy Perry? No. Yeah, that's my point. But so when you look at even the Democrats in California, you kind of need to see like what was this guy's political party in the early 2000s? Did they change? Who's Is it okay if somebody changes though? Sure. Yeah, I'm just saying if you're like, you know, I want to be I want to be voting for Democrats down the line if that's what you want to do. Yeah. In California specifically, it's getting a little hard I'm, to do. I that. mean, I vote like majority blue but sometimes i don't vote for yeah sometimes I, there's independence sometimes, sometimes i just think someone's just a schmuck and i just think they're <laughs> full of shit and so i'd rather vote for the person who i think is more qualified and going to get things done we'll be right back after a quick word from today's sponsor rocket money it's that time to talk about our favorite app rocket money i use it every day rocket money lets me know when i'm spending what i'm saving when there's maybe some unrecognized transactions i love using rocket yeah because when it comes to managing your money it can take such a toll on your mental health sometimes because you get a little paranoid. Where is all my money going? Is there something that I've forgotten about? Rocket Money provides so much clarity when it comes to your own personal money management. And one thing about Rocket Money is they're really good about alerting you about subscriptions because so many people have subscriptions that they either forgot about, don't know. Some people are paying for double. Rocket Money makes it so easy to see all of your subscriptions that you're paying for in one place. What is Rocket Money? Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. And they'll even help you try to get a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped its members save an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash hoot. That's rocketmoney.com slash hoot, rocketmoney.com slash hoot. Go to that link. Get Rocket Money. Sign up for it. It's the best. Rocket Money is the best. We love Rocket Money. And now back to the episode. Do you remember the movie Swing Vote with Kevin Costner and little Abigail Breslin? And he's like this blue collar worker in a swing state. And it all comes down to him to cast in his vote. That's funny. Has that, that's never happened, right? In no, like, there was uh, William Hayes. He won by just one vote, in I believe. The William president. Hayes. Oh, the president, president of the United States, yeah. I don't even know Hayes. Yeah. Do you know all the U.S. presidents? Uh, only because of the Animaniacs uh, song from like, the 90s. Is it in order? Yeah. Let's hear it. George Washington was the first you see. He once chopped down a cherry tree. President number two would be John Adams. And then number three, Tom Jefferson stayed up to write the Constitution late at night. Yeah. He and his wife had a great big fight and she made him sleep on the couch all night. James Monroe's colossal nose was bigger than Pinocchio's. How John dare Quincy. you? <laughs> you <laughs> this is the lyrics. Nose? This is the lyrics. Okay. John Quincy Adams was number six and it's Andrew Jackson's butt he kicks. So Jackson learns to play politics. Next time he's the one that the country picks. Martin Van Buren, Are number eight. Copy written. Oh, like, maybe, maybe. Maybe that might get flagged. We'll uh, Martin Van Buren, number Number eight, one-term shot of chief of state. William Harrison, how do you phrase that guy was dead in 30 days? John Tyler, he liked country folk, and after him came President Polk. Zachary Taylor likes to smoke. His breath killed friends whenever he spoke. These are some funny little lines. They are. I would have liked like, I would have, uh, my only thing that I feel like it needs is like the dates. Because I know, it's tough. That's where like, I've, I've sometimes I've considered sitting down and memorizing all of them. Yeah. Because 
But I'm like, but I also need to memorize the dates because that helps make sense of like, oh, wait, what year was that? Okay, so that person was president around that time. Gives a little better context of the history of... It really, knowing that song, I used to make like Animaniacs CDs when I was in seventh and eighth grade. I would put the presidents, the planets, uh, the... Capitals? Capitals, the countries of the world. You know the capitals one? I don't uh, know the capitals Massachusetts, one anymore. Wait, uh, Boston... Uh, Texas has Austin, and then we go, go north, north to, to Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Boston, and Albany, Albany New York, York, Tallahassee, Florida, something, something. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah I know yeah. all the countries of the world, too. That's uh, a fun one. That, that okay. But is it? Uh, United States, Canada, Mexico, Canada. Yeah. But that's probably what all of the countries were in like in 1995. The 90s, yeah. So like Yugoslavia is in there. They have two different Yemens in there. Is it's Ukraine? <laughs> I think the Ukraine's in there, yeah. West and East Berlin? No, that was like the 80s, right? No, 89, right? that happened. The fall of the Berlin Wall? Yes. That must I'm... have been such a, a riot to see. The fall of the Berlin Wall? Yeah. That was the year, yeah. That was a... But sorry, to continue, oh, yes. the on. president's Animaniacs thing, when I'm watching like Jeopardy and there's like a thing about a president, it's like almost always a fact that I can bring back or kind of know because of that Animaniacs song. But you do you have to like hum your way to get kind to of, it? Sometimes, yeah, you yeah. can't just like immediately. No, no. But like Martin Van Buren number eight, like there's a whole Seinfeld episode about the Van Buren boys because they're like fans of the president Van Buren. I don't know. Okay. But I believe, that, so the thing from the Animaniacs is, um, but they're all amazed when Rutherford Hayes wins by just one vote. I haven't fact-checked any of these either. I hope that the Animaniacs team did when they wrote this. Who was the and first president to own a car? This was on the crossword the other day, and it was four letters. The first president to own a car? Yeah, and I don't... It was... Okay, I, I, mean, I said I, Taft. Or Ford? Ford had a Ford? Uh, maybe. I don't know. What year was Gerald Ford? Gerald Ford? No, he, they would have been earlier than him. I don't know. When did cars come out? Like 1800... Well, Cars the movie? I think that came out <laughs> in like 2005. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um i don't know i don't know who the president to own a car was but anyway I, i've been losing though you know how like i've memorized like the best pictures of like 1960 to present day that's a I've good been, i've been kind of losing it though oh there's ones that i really do know and then sometimes like give me let's see if i still have i feel it. like you should do a chat you can probably make a game with chat gpt quiz me yeah, yeah. but sometimes it gets a little complicated because when because it's yes that's do you count is it the best picture like the oscars always happen the year after all of those pictures came out kind of yeah so there's like a list of like right did so it the win oscar winner year? of 2024 would be a movie that came out in 2023 correct yeah so sometimes the lists are off but the imdb one is like the classic and true proper one but sometimes when i've had people like look up certain lists they're wrong or they go that's not right well the best picture would be indebted like embedded in history by the academy yeah i think so but give me a year let's see if i can do it 1986 1986 i believe is the english patient have you seen that movie no best picture no i don't know or is it out of africa best picture 1986 out of africa out of africa wow do you know it's like it? i have like mnemonic devices for it so out of Africa, there's five, and then there's, you know, you hold up another one. That's outside of the five, so that's out of Africa. I mean, that's pretty good. 1977 is Annie Hall because 7-7, seven, seven, if you turn that upside down, you have two like L's. H -H. You have two L's, oh. so Annie Hall. Oh, you went through. Did you read that book, Moonwalking with Einstein? Um, I own that book. That's really crazy that uh, it's about the memorization, how people are able to memorize things. Do you know the how people the can memorize palace. like a deck of cards? The memory palace. So tell me, what is it? Uh, the story of this book is this guy was just a journalist and he wanted to investigate, I believe this is the book, right? Moonwalking with Einstein, that's mm -hmm. the book, where he goes to the memory championship just to learn about what they're doing and how do they memorize a deck of cards in like, you know, 10 minutes or whatever it is. And then he learns all of their tricks and then he actually becomes the memory champion. It's a great book. Whoa. Yeah, that's what the book up. is. Yeah, he ends up winning the championship. Because he just learns how they do it, and he's, like, so into it, and he studies now, for a year. Now, is the method – this is from what I've heard from, like, Tim Ferriss and, like, sure. the four-hour chef or yeah. five-hour chef, whatever that book's called. That, like – so each card you assign as, like, an object. So if it's, like, a two of hearts, that's, like, a red car convertible. And then, like, a three of clubs could be, like, a whale. So then you picture the red convertible with the whale – driving the convertible like you have that image and then you keep stacking it on and on and on and 
because well, you, of that you massive also do it visual. In a, you, you're supposed to do it, I think, in a house. Like in a room. Yeah, yeah, okay, so a room. different rooms in different houses. And I'll be honest, I don't think I ever finished the book. And I also never really tried to do it. It sounds really difficult to like build a house in your brain and then move around it and remember. But it, it seems to be working for you for this. Uh... Yeah, I like doing mnemonic devices to help me remember things too. Like I know like the lobes of the brain is parental, parietal, occipital, temporal. That is F-pot. And like F-pot, like you don't want to, even though weed's not going to kill you. It's not bad for your brain. But like F-pot. Do you remember? That's how I remember it. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. What that's, that's for? the planets. No, no. it's not. PEMDAS. Wait, it's a math thing, yeah, right? You know, uh, parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. And so if you're solving a formula in algebra, that's the way like you have to solve what's in the parentheses first. And then once that's solved, then you do the exponents. Oh, you can't. God. You don't even remember how to Dude, do that. Math is the hardest thing in the world for me. I have I believe like there's a thing called this. It's like math dyslexia. Like how people have dyslexia for okay, yeah, letters. Dyslexia I have for, it for numbers. But you're really good at like budgets and money. But not because I can do it in my head. Like that's like a that's a personality trait. Numbers, like when I someone tells me to dial a phone number I, and I'm looking at the number, I have to like look at my phone and go back and forth like 10 times to make sure I entered it right. Yeah. Like numbers just always look jumbled to me. And I can't do math in my head ever. So what's but 12 what, plus 19? Uh, 12 plus 19, that's 21. No, wait, sorry, 31? 12 plus 19? I could, could, couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's 31. Call your calculators at home, folks. Wait, 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 okay, do you know like the basic formulas, though? Like, What's the formula for the Pythagorean theorem, which I a love? A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Give me that all day. <laughs> that's a good formula. Pythagoras, when he figured that shit out, was yes, like, that's a good formula. come and look at this. What about the quadratic equation? Uh, a, Negative B, B plus, plus or, or minus, minus the square, square root, root over AB plus something squared. Yeah. That's kind of a little tough, and I don't even what know what we the doing fuck we're that? doing. I don't know what we're doing with the quadratic formula. I think it deals with like parabolas and right? Like, Integrations, the big F, like the S that there's like shit on top and shit on bottom. <laughs> yeah, no. What is going on there? I, I, no, don't even get me into chemistry where you're having to deal with like the little dots like on top of the stuff. Like, I don't Where even you're know. counting the electrons and the atoms. I hate that. I do love slope. Slope. <laughs> I fuck with slope. What, what like was y slope? Like, equals oh, graphing shit? mx plus b. So like that would tell you where something is on like a graph. Like you had to find the slope of things. I'm getting like anxiety because this is like shit that when I was in class, I would just – it was like when I'm in geometry class, I remember it being like I'm – this person is not speaking English. I can't understand what they're talking about. Can you explain slopes to me as, a, as an adult? <laughs> Okay, so slopes, <laughs> dude. I fuck it. I know. I don't know. Uh, well, like, okay, you have the x-axis and the y-axis, right? Okay, yeah. So that's what y is, and that's what x is, and we're trying to calculate the slope of. But what does that, that even coordinate. mean? I think the slope though is like how it runs off. Like you. But can't... like, what are where are we getting a slope formula? What are we doing with this? Who's putting slopes on this? Things? These are fundamental mathematics, or I is guess. it? Arith I, can we can we start just calling it arithmetic? No, no, arithmetic is a type of mathematic. Arithmetic is plus, minus, multiplication, division. That's arithmetic. That's it. And yes. then once we're doing more stuff than that, then it you're becomes algebra. mathematics. When you, when you, when you, no, mathematics is all of it. Arithmetic is, is the plus, minus, divide, subtract. Elementary school, it's arithmetic. Algebra is when you got an X in there. X equals when you have a variable. Now you're in algebra. Okay. Then you go from algebra. I think geometry is also a different thing. That's with shapes. Then there's pre-calculus. <laughs> Yeah, pi. Pi. Oh, areas like calculating like the circumference. Like I That's love cool. I love that stuff. Calculating like the volume of a thing is cool. Oh yeah. Like it's like the length times width times height. Right. Yeah, but I'm saying like of a 3D object, the volume of something. So like if you have a box that's three by three by three, what's the volume? It depends. <laughs> no, it's a box, a square. Oh even okay. on all sides. Didn't I just say it? Is is it length times width times height? Or that's the whole area of something? Length? Times width. Yeah, that's a 3D object. Okay. <laughs> Yikes, man. Did you have a math tutor growing up? Uh, yeah, Miss Curly uh, for pre-cal. <laughs> I used to go down to her house. Shout out to Miss Curly. Hopefully well, you she's... would go down to her house. And what was what was the vibe there? Um, oh, she was really sweet. Uh, How old are we talking? She was like my mom's age. She oh, had a okay. son who was like a year younger than me. And okay. I was always jealous that he had his mom at his like, he was like a cool skater kid. Oh, and, cool. And math just came easy to him because his mom was really good at math. She used to be a teacher. So yeah, because I had this 
awful pre-cal teacher. Yeah. Who would like teach you everything you thought you knew it. And the day the test came, yeah, switched it up. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt like sometimes. You're in class. You learn everything. Test comes. The teacher may as well have said, eh, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and you're trying to. I had a math tutor, I think, two to three times a week every single day of high school. Like every year of high school. And you had to go see this person. I had or to they go would come into, over. And I even think in middle school, too, I had to go. Yeah, it was definitely in middle school, too. Like starting in fifth or sixth grade, I had to go into like some old woman's house. She was old and not nice. And it was like a dark, like scary house and was in her basement. And I would just sit there and she would just help me do my homework because I physically couldn't do my math homework every single day for like it was not every day all the time. But God, that was like a memory. I was just like, I cannot wait. Until I don't have to go to a math tutor anymore. And you were doing this when you were young. When I was like, I think from sixth grade till probably senior year of high school. Long division, dude, like really messed with me. Because they put me, I was already in a regular math class and we hadn't learned how to long divide. And they thought I was just brilliant and I needed to go up to the more accelerated math class in fourth grade. Now, nah, let me coast, babe. With let me just Mr. coast. Mr. Wooten. Yeah. And they were, all, everyone was long, long dividing. And they'd be like, Matt, go up on the overhead. And you know, the, the overhead was just this, the lights are off. You have this so thing dramatic illuminating you like you're telling a ghost story to the damn class and and, and you're there just shaken with this little like you deal with the, these a giant little thick marker too that you can't read what you're writing. He's like clear laminate sheets yes. and like water bottles. And they're like, Matt, how, how, how many times can six go into 30? And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that would shook, it shake me up. But my way of long dividing is I would do it on the side. Interesting. And then you add up everything that you time. My way is going to be download long division app. If so my kid comes to me and says, hey, how do I do this? Scan the app and like just this is I can't. I'm never going to be able to do oh, it. Oh, but kids have it so easy now because they can just like uh, AI and take a picture I and know. it will show how the problem solved, which sometimes it's easier. We had nothing to like. Not even can even use a calculator sometimes. Do they make you also like do like the homework assignments would be like, you got to do the problem tonight, but only the odd ones. Because then the back would have the e e answers yes, for the evens. Yes, yes, what was yes. that about? I think kids even now, like I believe some, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like middle school and high school kids can just use their phone during class. Like there's kids really? who are just in class and they're just on their phone the entire time. And graphing calculators would cost $120. Oh, yeah. Even like in the 2000s it's economy. A big purchase. Shout out to Texas Instruments. They were like, oh, that is a TI eighty four. What? Yeah, Texas Instruments. That's a good, and they make like spaceship stuff too, right? Oh, yeah. Texas Instruments does everything. I think they make vapes now too. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> a vape calculator? Yeah, yeah just a TI like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little. Do you, do you ever? Did you ever have the uh, calculator watch? No, because I. Um, you talk to girls. I, yeah, because I talk to girls. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I was considering, because I love the Casio that I have, and I think you have the same one or similar one. Well, I didn't know where you could go buy a calculator watch. I guess you could, like, at nowadays? Walmart. Yeah, nowadays, you can just Amazon it, and it comes tomorrow. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I didn't know where... I've been considering doing the calculator watch. Uh, why? <laughs> There's a calculator app, and guess what? You can just say, hey, you know, I'm not going to... Get trigger everyone's phones. Trigger everyone's phones. Uh, you might phones. be right. You might be right. And she can just solve it. I love when like there's a big equation and you just hit up Siri and just be like, "What is twelve point uh, four times this times?" Oh, like you that. can do math on Siri. And she can do the whole. Pro and she'll listen to the whole thing and solve it. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like it's great when you're just like I don't know trying to tally up a bill, even you though there's better apps than that. You see the new Curb, your enthusiasm? No, I haven't, and it, it, I get asked I think every single day by somebody. Maybe if just I have put watched it on, it. Matt. It's culturally relevant. I'm it's just, like such an LA. I like show. Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm just not Curb Enthusiastic. Wow. We'll be right back, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Man, boy, are my arms tired. Boy, are my arms tired. Uh, Super Bowl was super fun to watch at your house. Definitely. I think Usher did a great job. Though Sometimes it's like people are just have been complaining, though. I don't know. I feel like it all depends on like the room. If you're in a room with like a bunch of people and they think it's bad, you think it's bad. But if you're in a room with a bunch of people who think it's we good. We had a great crowd that yeah. we watched it with. Had a couple Taylor Swift supporters, a couple of people who didn't really care for Taylor Swift. That was kind of a nice balance. Mm -hmm. Nobody acted too crazy. Um, no one got too drunk. Yeah, we were kind of getting into it because I said, I'm rooting for the 49ers, but I would like to see the Chiefs win. And you were like, that it's makes zero say sense. That. I'm voting for Joe Biden, but I hope Donald Trump wins. What are you doing? Well, no, wait, but I want... That's like what you're saying. Don't clip that. But, so, but, I, <laughs> but I look at it as a way of like what... 
even if I don't get what I want, I'm still kind of entertained with the other result. Okay, here's in, in meaning entertainment, like grabbing my popcorn and I like watching like I all I only wanted the Chiefs to win or I'd like to see them win because I wanted to what see what if the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift if the, kiss. If the 49ers would have won, would you have been like, wow, awesome? I was rooting for yeah, them. Yeah, I'm happy for the state of California. That's the reason why I'm rooting for the 49ers. I'm a Californian. We live in Los Angeles. There's also a big I realize people are very like your team, team, team. I'll always be like a Cowboys fan. Yeah. But if the te Houston Texans are at the Super Bowl, I'm oh, going right. to be rooting Support for the Texas state. team. Yes, because yes. I have so many friends and family yes. who live down in Houston. I want them to have a good time. Completely agree. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, I root for my home team. I root for them my home state. And then I'm always rooting for like friends and family if they're from that team. Yeah, you're not a diehard. Some people are diehard. Like, if you're a diehard Jets fan and the Giants are going to the Super Bowl, I think it's like, we want the other team to win. Like people get really angry about it. Okay. But it's it's good to be not the most sports enthusiastic, I think. Have you ever held a Super Bowl ring? I've never even seen a trophy of any kind. <laughs> like the ring. Hold on, there was something else I was gonna Oh bring sorry, up. yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. Uh We'll be right back after a quick word from today's sponsor, Babbel. Babbel. What is the best way to learn a language? It is immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that is with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. That's right. Uh, we're, we're using Babbel all the time. Matt used it to learn Italian when we went to Italy. I also and did it for Japanese before I went to Tokyo. Yes. And now I'm about to venture into learning some Korean because yeah. Patricia and I plan to go to South Korea this year. And I'm so excited to use Babbel. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is the equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. What I love is that Babbel has this speech recognition technology that works really, really well when it comes down to uh, improving your accent and pronunciation, and it makes learning a breeze with it. So here is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, you can get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners, you guys, at babbel.com slash hoot. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash hoot. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash hoot. Rules and restrictions may apply. I don't know. Sorry. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's isn't that the worst? When you can't that hasn't happened to me find in it. so long. I'm usually have to be so sharp because we do all these podcasts and like there's things I want to say, but I gotta wait for people to talk. And especially when it's just a straight up conversation, because then you like lose it that fast. Like sometimes like all be watching something on TikTok and I go, oh, I need to Google that. And then I start Googling it and I go, what was what inspired me to think of this thing? Yes. And then I go back to my FYP and scroll yes. back and be like, ah, that was it. That was it. That was it. 100%, that's a good feeling. 100%. And I bet you when I'm watching this to edit it, that's when I'll remember what it was. It's going to click in. Yeah. Uh, but I love a good hunt in the brain when you finally find that file. Like, do you like do you visualize like looking through files in your brain when you're um well I always like think of that like SpongeBob like episode where they're like looking for a file and they're in his brain and they're like, Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> did you know there was a simulcast of did you see all these memes of the of uh, the SpongeBob? Nickel yeah, of the Nickelodeon Super Bowl. That like the guys who do the SpongeBob and the Patrick voice were live narrating the entire Do you think it's really them? It was them. Oh, I bet it's like AI generated. No, no, no. The two of them were in a booth at the Super Bowl. And if you were watching it, I think on Nickelodeon, they had like the microphones and then they had uh, like image capture suits on them. And so as they were moving and looking around at each other, they were just oh. live creating an episode of SpongeBob. And the two of them were just like being hilarious as SpongeBob and Patrick watching the Super Bowl. Wow. The clips are so funny. The, I, I do know that like Nickelodeon does always does like a fun Super Bowl. I had no idea. animating it. Yeah, it's really fun. They like slime and stuff. Yes, 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 yes. And, like Dora comes in and will explain the rules. <laughs> Bring back exactly the old Dora. Happened. I don't like CGI Dora. What's wrong with her? 
just doesn't have the same panache. Oh, because she's like computer generated instead yeah, it of it looks like the fake. Flat. It looks like a like a Dora dupe. <laughs> I want I want OG two D Dora. We won't stand for any Dora dupes. No, like you know how weird it would be if Arthur suddenly was like three D animated. People yeah. would get nauseated over that. There would be a we'd have a serious situation on our hands. <laughs> even though Arthur is now done, which I keep meaning to watch the season finale of Arthur, the series finale, the series finale, um, where they're all grown up. I really want to watch that. They go to college. Mm-hmm. Arthur University. I feel like you'd be friends with Arthur if he was a real person. For sure. Yeah. Arthur, I didn't have a problem with Arthur. And Buster Baxter. D, uh, oh, Buster Baxter. And then they had... D.W. Buster. Buster was then his rabbit Binky. friend. Yeah, then there's Binky. Yeah, that was his, like, kind of the dumber Back friend. Back to the Animaniacs. What are the Animaniacs? Is that a breed of an animal? Is it like a Tasmanian devil or something? I think they're like uh, the Warner Brothers response to the Looney Tunes. Oh, so they're like minions. They're like... Well, what's, it's an actually, it's called a portmanteau, which I think we've been on before. It's like the word podcast. Oh. Animated Maniacs. And that's just Anime what they are. Acts. They're kind of cat-like, though. They have ears and like a little bit of a. Pink. I think they're more like mouse-like. Oh, okay. I think they're kind of like Mickey Mouse's. Do Animaniacs have tails? I don't know. And they're all they're brother and sister, right? It's... Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Yep. I thought it was Ringo. No, his voice kind of sounds like Ringo, and he's like pretends uh, to be. Yes, he kind of. You know, yeah, it's it's Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. And dude, when I first moved here, in the in the intro of the Animaniacs, they had that water tower that says Warner Brothers. That's where they on lived. It. I what's the I, rent on that on that unit, <laughs> huh? I don't see any windows up there. A very cozy aquatic vista with views of downtown Universal. I didn't know that was a real thing. And like one day, I was just driving around here, going to like Costco or something, and I was in Burbank, and I saw it, and I like got it, the chills and almost cried. It's very picturesque, especially when you're in that one angle in Burbank, driving towards the studio. Yes. It's like I just couldn't majestic. believe it was a real thing that they based it off. Is there of. any? Do you think there's any water still in that water tower? Yeah, that's where Topo Chico gets there. Oh right. yeah. You, I also like learned this about water towers. Water towers like aren't really there to like store the water. It served as like a pressure point to like maintain pressure for water circulation right that could make sense like it's almost like this like it's a safety zit in a way where it like it bubbles up and keeps it like circulating i'm sure it there's maintains a youtube video about water that. pressure it's my favorite thing to do on youtube just like you want to know something find a video that will explain it i bet you there's an awesome video explaining what, what water towers do and how they work. But granted, there's also a lot of other different water towers. But like just I got a traditional water tower. I got a one. tankless water heater in my house. You know what that is? Yeah, it's a water heater without a tank. Um, yeah, but do you, do you know how it works and why it's let me, different? Okay, let me think about it. So if it's a tankless water heater, yeah. normal water heaters yep. look like a massive tank. Right. It's like a big circular metal thing in your house. So I guess they figured out a way to heat up the water not doing a pressurized tank but more of a circulation type system basically yeah that's okay. how it works when you turn on your water this thing is like an electronic signal that says oh hot water is on turns on a bunch of burners in this like tankless like there's like a little system and there's pipes and it just burns the pipes and so the water you get is immediately hot and then you never actually run out of hot water because the heater only stays on at the time where you use hot water whoa versus a regular hot water heater it is constantly just trying to keep this at a hot temperature in case you use it all. And then once you use all your hot water, then you need to wait for the water to fill up, reheat, and you're basically constant. It's like having a hot tub inside of your house. Is and it smaller? Is this thing smaller? Is tiny. it just as big? No, Good. it's tiny. Because hot water heaters freak me out. They're when you huge. finally get a look at that, you're like, that's been like, it looks like you're you're making moonshine. Yeah. And like, like is this going to explode? Is it going to leak? What's going on? And it also runs out. If two people shower at the same time for 20 minutes, now all your hot water is gone. It's the worst. But a tankless will just keep the hot water going because it's just like, oh, we're still running hot water. And your we're landlord paid for this? Yeah. It must be nice. It was, yeah. Um, I always love the idea. You know how there's a way of like heating your pool if you have a tennis court, which I don't know how many people, if you have a pool and a tennis court, you must be doing well. I don't think you're but worried there, about your heating bills, but But sure. there's a way where you can heat um, your pool via the tennis court. Since the tennis court is a slab of concrete that can conduct heat, you make the wiring of the pool, it snakes all the way down, and that water is being heated. And then when you want to heat your pool, all that water that was baking underneath, underneath the, the tennis wow. court then cycles into the pool, and then you have a hot pool That's really how uh, Iceland does a lot of their heating is they use the lava from all the volcanoes. They pipe the lava through pipes. No way. 
piping lava. Yeah, they use like underground tunnels of the volcano lava. The heat that that emits, they then filter that into like heating homes and water and stuff. God bless engineering. I need to double check this. I believe when I went to Iceland, they told me this. I can't imagine the guy was trolling, but let me just do a quick. We'll do our her first fact check on the new studio. What type Iceland, of what type of uh, material are they using on that pipe that that molten lava doesn't melt through? I I don't know. Um, let's see here. Make it up, Mike? No, it seems to be somewhat accurate, although it's a lot of... Thousands of residents of Southwest Iceland had their hot water supply cut off amid a severe frost overnight because of lava. That's not the answer I'm looking for. Oh. Eh, maybe I'll have to fat check it later. It's okay. We're in, maybe we need to bring a bring the laptops back. You think so? That was fun to have when we did it on that on our previous set. Or we could just make my brother come if he... He's got free. nothing better to do than fact well, check our podcast. Sometimes he always wants to help out, but I think he, if he wanted just to come out. To come here and fact check stuff for us, be our little Jamie? Yeah. That would be up. awesome. You think so? I would love to have him here. Yeah, we just have to find the perfect like time and day to like record with him. But yeah, yeah. he would for sure do that. Where does he? He lives a little far now from Now he though. lives over like in Hancock Park, Larchmont Village area. Oh, fancy. Good for him. Yeah. Is it a fancy area? It's nice. Um, any other thoughts, questions, concerns before we wrap it up? I'm just, I just can't believe I'm about to go eat a whole bunch of food after this. It'll and be I, good. I, I just think, do you think like competitive food eating or like, I it's should, not competitive. I should, I should you have chew, an hour. Oh, I know. Yeah. But should I chew a lot? <laughs> uh, you think you want to chew, chew 32 times before you swallow is, is the recommended amount of chewing. 32 times. Yeah. And it's way more than you think. When you chew something 32 times, it's going down easy. Have you heard about mewing? Yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those dumb TikTok things that. No one ever really does. There's a uh, apparently a Netflix documentary about it that is uh, gonna create a lot of waves. How so? Um, you have because, an inside well, scoop. It, it was, one, I learned mewing. I thought like the word was like I don't know, like a variation of meowing or dealt deals with like orally. No, it's after a doctor I think named like Doctor Mew or something like that. Okay, he was an orthodontist and he was like anti braces and all this stuff. And he goes, actually all of it can be fixed. Like our entire like facial structure. If we just put the tongue at the roof of our mouth and you like hold it there when you're not talking. And I thought that was a hmm. lot of baloney. And then when you actually do kind of try to do it, it kind of like you realize your tongue is a muscle and that kind of takes some strength and training to get it to stay up there. And I was talking about this with a couple of friends at the waterfront, which is like a bar in L.A. And then one of the guys who was with us was like, yeah, that's how my mouth is all the time. And we're like, really? And this guy has the most like chiseled jawline ever, like perfect. So you want to put your tongue to the roof of your mouth? Yeah, that's like it? almost like right behind like your teeth, I think. Like when you're not doing it. So whenever you're driving, you just. So tell me to... if you notice a difference, OK? Kind of. I also but have a beard. But over time. Interesting. I've been doing the mouth taping at night. That's really helpful. Yeah. It's so nice. I just realized I have such a weak part of like, I don't like the idea of the bottom of my chin exposed. And so even when I sleep, I'm very like, because I think someone's just going to come and Sweeney Todd my fucking neck. No, in the middle of you got to do the neck, the mouth tape too. Because when you breathe with your mouth open I, at night. I like a good little sip of water in the middle of the night. That's my only thing with the mouth tape is that I have to rip it. I have to like. Don't. You waking up every night? What are you, 90? I like a little sip of water in the yeah. middle of the night. Every night? Take Most a break. nights. That's crazy. Yeah. Because also, then I'm sleep. Because like usually sometimes I'm sleeping with my mouth open, and that makes me thirsty. So I guess if I shut it up. Yeah, if you do mouth taping, you probably won't be as thirsty when you wake up. Yeah, that is true. Anyway. Anyway. That was fun. What are you? What's in your hand right now? My Topo Chico bottle cap. Uh, I like to crush them because it makes me feel strong. <laughs> You never crush bottle caps in your hand? Yeah. Yeah. Can you open a, I know it's really bad to do, but can you open a bottle uh, with your mouth? I can't even do it with a lighter. Oh, you can? Never learned Took how. Took me years to learn that, and I finally got it, and it was no problem. Darone tried to teach me once. I just can't do it. I can with, uh, and I can do it with my mouth, though it's so bad for you. I Ugh. kind of refuse to do Some it now. Some girl we know can do that, too. Yeah, yeah. Someone in our friend group does Who it, and it? she also like says, I can, is it Mandy? No. Someone was doing that at my Groundhog like party. Madison? Oh. I think Actually, it might I be think Madison. It was Laura Lou. Mm. Someone. Oh, it is. She does it too. I don't know. Someone we know. It's like freaks the me out. He is like, though, you do it like once and then you just wrote, you do it lightly and then you rotate a little bit and you do it again. And then that like almost double, double punctures like the pressure point. He goes, folks, just get a bottle opener. Yeah, don't do Use it. Use the tools we made. 
And, um, uh, do you, oh, if you don't have a wine opener, what hack do you use to open it? Uh, a screw with a screwdriver, put that in, and then use a plier to sort of yank it out. Oh, okay. What's your What's your trick? Well, I've always heard the one where you put you put get a shoe. I don't like that at I've all. And I've never seen that work. Ever. It, I don't think that one works. Um, but the other option I also is you could push use it a in. lighter, and then that light can like heat it up and gets it moving towards the top, which I've never seen that with my own eyes. I just like get scared of things that are like gonna break under pressure, and like heating something up is gonna create pressure. Hitting something is gonna create pressure. So just using a screw is like, and you never want to push down on it too, because if you push down on it, all that pressure of the wine on the inside. My friend did it in high school, and the wine went everywhere on this girl's parents ceiling and it stained their ceiling for years yikes yikes well be smart be safe thanks for watching be another smart. episode thank you guys very very much we were gonna have a guest today but the guest had to cancel last minute but we hopefully we'll have some more guests coming soon thank you guys so much for tuning in please go leave a review leave us a like leave us a comment go subscribe and we love you much love and happy see February. you next time